The Lord be with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, according to St. Mark. Glory Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus and his disciples went into Capernaum. And immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. And the people were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this, a new teaching? With authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This morning I was set and ready to preach on Paul's letter to the Corinthians. How food does not commend us to God. But I knew in a southern parish that would never go over. Because with all our potlucks and dinners... Food commends us to God. So, so we'll stick with the gospel this morning. Um, I think it's of note that every other year, perhaps, the major motion picture industry produces a film about demonic possession or evil or something of that nature. And so year after year, I get a lot of questions about evil, the nature of evil, about demonic possession. In fact, the last two weeks, I've spent uh, with our EYC discussing that very subject. Recently, there was yet another film about demonic possession that came out, which sparked a lot of questions and conversation. I think it appeals to people because the TV can do it right. The heads spinning around, houses falling apart, all sorts of metaphysical or unnatural things happening scares us scares us to death. So it's something to think about. And today, the gospel addresses this. So we'll spend some time looking at it. Uh, But first, introduce the gospel. We remember, well, we're right at the very beginning of Mark's gospel, and there's not a lot of buildup to Jesus's adult public ministry. We're still in chapter one. Last week, we had the call of the disciples when Jesus, walking along the shore of Galilee, comes upon Simon and his brother Andrew, and he says, follow me. And what do they do? They drop their nets and immediately follow him. They leave everything behind and follow Jesus. This 
miraculous. He goes a little farther along the coastline, picks up James and his brother John, the sons of Zebedee. They leave their father, they leave their business, and they follow Jesus. Immediately, there's, immediately, there's a sense of intensity. And this week we find out that they go into Capernaum. So he picks up the four disciples, immediately goes into Capernaum, and immediately from Capernaum goes into the synagogue and he teaches. And what happens this morning, all in the synagogue in Capernaum are astonished, are amazed at his teaching. He teaches them as one with authority and not as the scribes. So that should give us a second pause to sort of stop and say, well, what's going on? What was going on in the synagogue when the scribes, leaders of the Jewish religion, were teaching? And everything was sort of normal, I guess. And Jesus comes in and amazes them. He teaches with one with authority, not just like a normal person. So Jesus wakes this synagogue up. He wakes this congregation up with his teaching and with his authority. They understand things. They get things for the first time. And during this amazement and astonishment at Jesus' teaching that has been much different, evidently, from what they had had, what happens? There's an unclean spirit, right? That's possessing a person and that unclean spirit speaks up. What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. And Jesus does what? He casts him out. And that's the end of the gospel. Cast out the unclean spirit from the man. Now, I think it's interesting and of note what word is used here. Not demonic spirit, not evil spirit. Unclean spirit is the word Mark chooses to use. Now, what exactly is unclean? It has a very specific context within the Old Testament, within the Levitical law. In the sense of ceremony, of the sense of worship... It's the things you must abstain from according to law if you're to offer proper sacrifices. They're common things, not necessarily evil, not head-spinning, head-turning, bile-excreting evil. They're common things, ordinary things. They are not holy. Now, in a moral sense, it's to be common, unholy, be regular in your thought and in your life. So unclean here is not really worthy of TV. It's sort of someone who, who does things that are not of God, who does things that do not have God as their primary intent. That is unclean. So Jesus comes in and teaches with authority and with passion and with truth. And what happens? The unclean spirit in the synagogue cries out. And it's of note in Mark's gospel that it is the demon who first confesses Jesus as Lord of Sa- and Savior first confesses Jesus as Holy One of God, Son of God. So here Jesus wakes up the synagogue and there's a common spirit in there. There's a spirit that is not of God. There's a spirit that is normal, which ought to tell us something. So we learn something from this encounter about demon possession in this gospel about spirits. First of all, Capernaum, if we remember back what I said at the very beginning, that is the hometown, the home of Peter, Simon, and Andrew, and James, and John. So it's the home to a lot of the disciples. It's their hometown, and that's where the unclean spirit dwells, home base. Jesus also uses Capernaum as his home base. He considers it sort of home away from home. 
So it's central to their life. It's a safe place. It's what they know. It's what is common to them. There's also the unclean spirit in the synagogue. So if we think about that, it's kind of crazy. So the, the, the unclean spirit is in the holy place. The unclean spirit is there where you think you would be safest against the works of darkness, against evil. But yet there's an unclean spirit in the middle of the holy place working against holiness. Trying to make things common, ordinary. Trying to take focus off God. So that's what we sort of learned. So how do we apply that? Or what does all this mean besides me ranting on about, about things? Life is a spiritual battle. Clean versus unclean. The battlefield is where we live our everyday lives. We spend a tremendous amount of time and effort keeping our homes tidy, keeping our yards manicured in good shape, keeping our houses painted and fixed up, keeping our houses vacuumed and mopped and clean and sterile. But how much time do we spend keeping our houses as an outpost of the kingdom of God? How much time do we spend seeing and viewing and preparing our house to be the basic building block of God's kingdom? Do we see it that way at all? Because that's where the unclean spirits, at least according to Mark, thrive. When they try to make us become ordinary, unclean, try to take our attention and focus off God, off holiness, off the things that are of God to things that are not. Now, that's perhaps not worthy of a major motion picture. Again, there's no science fiction or, or special effects that happen in that, but that's the reality of this. The spiritual battle begins at home and how we orient our home, what we do with our home. The next is in our own hometown, the places we feel the safest, the place we know the best, the things we are most familiar with is where this battle occurs as well. The place that the disciples and Jesus would return to, to rest and get refreshed is the very place where the first unclean spirit they encounter. So we must think about that too. This place is safe. This place is common. This place is something we know and are familiar with and gives us a sense of safety and purpose and being. But it's also the place where evil lurks to take our attention and focus off God. To take our attention and focus and put it on ourselves and not others and not God. So that's another thing to consider from Mark's gospel. And finally, in this very parish, you think if you come to church, you're safe and there's no worries. But we see very clearly that there was an unclean spirit dwelling within the synagogue. People who put their forth their best effort to go to church. People who put forth their best effort to live in community, to live as a congregation, to, to put God first. But somewhere they got lost and focused rather on themselves or on things that are not of God. And so there in the midst of the parish of the synagogue dwelt the unclean spirit. And we all know if we've been part of church for longer than about three or four weeks, that church is difficult. We know that there's fights sometimes happen. We don't exactly get along with each other. We can turn our attention to things that are not of God. We can turn our attention to things 
such as furniture or walls or what to do with the yard. We can turn our attention away from our focus on God and his worship and the care of God's people to other things. So in those places, our very homes, our hometowns, our parishes is the battlefield. And it's not a dramatic battle. It's a battle that tries to get us to turn our focus from God and our focus from doing the work of God to ourselves, to the common and ordinary. That is a spiritual battle. So how do we fight it? What do we do? First of all, we must recognize that there is a battle, that that is what Mark is trying to tell us. There's something we need to know about that, that our life is a spiritual battle where we're constantly struggling to keep God as the focus and purpose of our life, where we're constantly trying to put others before us, to put the work of God before ourself. It's a constant struggle. And we do so, we struggle by turning our houses into places of prayer and good works, by turning this community into a place of prayer and good works, by turning our life into a life filled with prayer and good works that puts God first. That does not compartmentalize. Okay, I'll go to church on Sunday, but then I'm not going to worry about things until this time. Sees the whole of life is a prayer. The whole of life is a good work. And finally, and this is something else that the movies don't always portray the best. The name of Jesus. Remember that Jesus has ultimate authority and power over everything. Clean spirits, unclean spirits, angels, demons, everything. The demon or the unclean spirit in today's gospel recognizes Jesus. I know who you are. Jesus says, come out. And the demon goes out. We have victory over unclean spirits. It is not a losing battle we fight. It's a difficult battle, but it is not one that we cannot win. So fight the good fight. And all because we keep our yards manicured and our houses sanitary, don't think... That your home, your parish, and your life cannot become unclean spiritually. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.